0: In today's show, we are talking about the Miami Heat for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. It's the Miami Heat. I don't think they're going to make any trades, but they could. There's still a giant gaping hole on their roster. Giggity! I'm recording this on the 20th of September, so if any trade has gone down, it's not going to be included in this show. We're going to talk about fantasy value of the guys and the way the roster is currently constructed and try and work out where value is and where value isn't and all of that good stuff. So, the old mate, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly! <laughs> all right, locked on Fantasy Basketball Bowl. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for checking out your first team preview. I'm running a contest. 30 teams. Not true. 30 divisions. 360 teams for fantasy, for categories. And there's a 360-team points league. It's a $25 entry. The top two in each division, there's 30 divisions for each, Enter a giant Royal Rumble Battle Royale one-week fantasy playoff. The rules are attached below. They're in the show notes of the audio version as well. There's no trades. There's an acquisition limit. There's a games limit per week, which yes, it includes the standard thing that on the day that you go over the games limit, you can, all the games on that day count. So if you hit 37 games, the game limit's 38, if you hit 37 games on the Saturday, then you can go over the 38 on Sunday. That's just how the sites work. Um, I know some people really hate that loophole, but it's just, it's something in there again to that along with the acquisition limit to try and keep the vagaries of schedule a little bit more under control. Would it be better if there was a flat limit on those things? I guess maybe. But in reality, I think that limit is better than nothing. Email, bowl at gmail.com. In the subject line, write heat cats if you want in the category league and heat points if you want in the points league. You can get one entry in each league. The points leagues have a higher chance of getting in. There are fewer applicants for that. So write that in the subject line, in the body of the email, throw anything in. Someone sent me a link to a Tom Boyd grand final goal. Unfortunately, I'd already filled the league that he sent that that email for, but that was pretty good. But I'll also give you something else that you can put in, in the body of the email, what you have to put in for this heat show later in the day. A stat, a question, we'll put it in later on. We'll get to that. Um, So that is it, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. Get your entries in. Hopefully you get in. Let's talk heat they got 55 quality games. It's pretty good. They've got 14 back-to-backs. It's not ideal for a team with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler who yeah, are old, older, and injury-prone, whose bodies tend to break down as the season does move forward. A lot of lower-body stuff or back stuff, which is the real concern with those guys, and the 14 back-to-backs isn't ideal. It's not, it's not terrible, but it's not ideal. Their playoff schedule, it's great. If you're playing Locked on Fantasy Basketball Bowl, 12 games for the league's ending on March 19th, a 4-4-4. If you play March 26th ending, it's not as good. It's a 4-4-2. A two-game week. Yuck. That's 10 games. And then an April 2nd Yahoo default, it's nine games. Terrible. 4-2-3. Five games over a two week period in your semifinal and final matchup is horrendous. Two game weeks is what kills. Playoff schedules for teams. Although, again, as I said, this season it's not as bad because there are more teams having two game weeks. But in general, they're the ones that you want to try to avoid as much as possible. So, what impacts the projections for this Heats team, this Heat team? What's happening at shooting guard? Yeah, Lowry and Butler and Bam, they're going to start. But we had Duncan Robinson starting at shooting guard last season, and he was replaced by Max Strus. Tyler Hero maybe is going to start now. Victor Oladipo's in the mix. Is Robinson going to play at all? There's four guys there who legitimately could play that one spot, and maybe they play the 2 and the 3 and Butler nominally plays the 4. There's just a lot of uncertainty around those guys. It's not even including Gabe Vincent who was really good as a backup point guard last season. There's a lot of names around that area. And obviously, you know the potential breakout of guys like Struess or all at Depot or an ascension of Tyler Hero, which I think if Hero started, actually, his numbers would drop off. Um, that all impacts everyone because you know there's only so many minutes and touches and shots to go around. And is someone out of the rotation? Probably Robinson. Does Struess maintain that role? I don't know. There's just so many different ways that they can run that. They don't have a power forward. I know there'll be plenty of heat people. Well, Bam, actually, is just a power forward. Yeah. The Heat have had the most success when he plays at center. He is a center. Um, a lot of Heat people clamoring for Bam and Omer Yertseven to start together. I think Yurtseven's pretty bad, to be honest. He can put up some numbers, but defensively, he's just too slow. He's so slow. They don't have a power forward. They drafted a power foot, Nikola Jovic, who I don't think is particularly good or particularly ready for the NBA. So I guess they have options. They could put Bam at the four. They could put Jovic at the four. They don't really have a power four though. Do they go and trade one? Jay Crowder. Do they try a Paul Millsap who's actually washed? Do they go really small? What do they do? At the moment, we're assuming they're just going to go small. But the Yurt seven Jovic options are there. Jovic is more of a three, to be honest, more than a four anyway. It's and how do they go? Like, How bad does it get? Losing PJ Tucker is huge. There's no replacement there. What if that just makes their team bad because? All the positions and defensive responsibilities are out of whack. Then they're forced into a move to make a trade to bring someone else in, which then changes the dynamic of power on the team. What about Kyle Lowry and his personal issues? I'm not, This is not to make light of it. I don't know what it is. But he missed a lot of time for personal issues last season. And from what I understand, those personal issues have not fully resolved. Again, I don't know what it is. And I don't know how real this is. But... From what I remember or what I have heard is that that problem is still around in some form and it still may necessitate some time off for Kyle Lowry. How much? Who knows? Him missing games would help a little bit of that logjam of the hero, Oladipo, Struce Robinson because Oladipo and Hero can play a bit of point guard. Gabe Vincent steps in as a point guard and those guys get some backup minutes. That helps a little bit there. But how much time Lowry actually misses due to these personal issues, which look like they could kick off at any point, like something could go wrong at any point, and he has to miss time, uh, that has an impact on lots of things. Not only the Heat's on-court record, but Lowry's production and a lot of other fantasy players' production. And that's something we literally just have like no way of knowing at this point. Yeah, absolutely no way of knowing. Unfortunately, it'd be good from a pure fantasy perspective to know, but these are these players and their lives and they have things going on and sometimes we just don't need to know. And that's the way it is with Kyle Lowry. But what you do need to know is that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this week's opening game, opening games, week three games. The script was wrong. My Miami Dolphins, the best team in Miami. Sorry, Heat fans we got the Buffalo Bills this week. We are underdogs. But after that stirring performance from Tua, Tua Tagovailoa and the dual threat Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, I'm willing to go to BetOnline and have a look at the odds and say, we're a plus four. Get that out of here. We should be a minus four. We're going to the Super Bowl. Perfect season incoming. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, scores, and podcasters talking shit. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online is where the game starts. Breakout candidates. Um, I think we talk about that lack of a power forward. Someone will have to play the minute, so someone has an opportunity to break out. Caleb Barton and Haywood Highsmith are the two names that stand out to me, and they could be guys that there will be people going, Haywood who? Who does he play for? Is that Haywood Jeffries? Is that Haywood? Like, Who's Haywood Highsmith? Like, Okay, there'll be people who say that. And I think at some point this season, they'll be going, oh, oh the Heat did it again, huh? Like with Vincent and Struess and Robinson and there's another name but I think white side. I think there's a chance. So Highsmith played for the Sixers in the past. Nice little run with the with the Heat last season. He's probably the only guy who's even close to power forward size like 6-7. Um I like Martin a little bit more than Highsmith, but they're both options. They're ones to watch. And then there's Max Struess. He's going to need to break out to maintain a hold on that role with Oladipo and Hero coming for it. But he's a really good shooter. He's a capable enough defender. He can handle the ball a little bit. What if he has a Desmond Bain-ish type season? What if they don't want to pay Tyler Hero the max and they trade him off for forward help and Struz goes bananas? It's unlikely, but I think he's got a bigger chance of a breakout than, say, a Vincent, although a Vincent might start 40 games if Lowry misses time. So there are those three guys who have got opportunities They're there in front of them. Struess might start, Martin might start, Highsmith might start. Two of those three might start games, majority of the season. And there is an opportunity for them to start to have a bit of a breakout. If we look at sleepers, it's all website specific. Because Jimmy Butler, on fan tracks, has got an ADP of 32. He was 17th last season per game. He will miss time. We know this. I don't think 60 games is realistic for him. He does benefit, for, or not benefit, rely upon high steals and really high free throw rate. And if that falls away at all, not free throw percentage, that's important too, but free throw rate. Get into the line a lot. If that falls off, then it impacts the scoring and a lot a lot falls away. And I do think that you shouldn't take him around that 17 mark. Like ESPN's got him at 19. It's probably a smidge too high because of the risk of missed time. But I think when we're looking at you know, end the second round start of third round picks 25 26 27 for Jimmy Butler is probably is probably about right and fall into 32 and I've seen him fall further and I've been guilty of passing over him to be honest because some of it does depend on who you've picked earlier as well I think there's value in him at 32. I also think despite my concerns that Kyle Lowry double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon is providing value on Yahoo is at 98 On fan tracks, he's at 92. On ESPN at 83, maybe not so much. But Lowry was... Hold on to your dicks. Lowry was 50th per game last season. 50th. Now, I know that this ADP of 98 and 92 on fan tracks, he's trying to take into consideration that he's old and he's going to miss time. I get all that. That is a gigantic gigantic gap from 50th per game, and we expect a per game drop-off. We just do. But that's huge, man. Like, you can get him in the hundreds in so many drafts and you just can't find talent like that there. It's ludicrous how far he falls. And then two of the guys I just mentioned. Caleb Martin doesn't have a Yahoo ADP. On Fantrax. Is at 214 and ESPN 226. I like him as a last-round pick. Let's see what can happen. Like, last season, he did take a big step forward in his three-point shooting, and maybe that doesn't stick. But he can get some skills he steals. He can score a bit. He can rebound a bit. It's pretty solid efficiency-wise. He can just be a solid enough guy who's going to have maybe an opportunity to see his role increase. And the same goes for old Haywood Highsmith, whose Yahoo rank is 453. Both of these guys should be picked in all 16 team leagues, I think. And you take a flyer on them in a 12 if you need to. So they are well down the list and there's some value potentially coming. In a points league, it's no one that really stands out as a big steal. Maybe you could consider depot whose fan track's ADP is 162. Maybe that's going a little bit too far down there. On the bus side, no one really stands out. I don't look at this and go, oh, he's too high. Which is strange for the number one seed in the East. That there's no one that's being significantly overrated, I don't think. Although, when you go into a Yahoo draft room for a category league, and if you sort by rank and not X rank, Bam is at 10. Now that is crazy. Do not draft Bam at 10. That is an insane suggestion. That is an insane rank to put forward. He should not be at number 10. Do not pick him at number 10. I highly suggest not doing that. So, are the options, or are there any options for the last round? Yes, a lot of them. Caleb Martin. we said that already. Haywood Highsmith. Probably more a 14-team league last round pick, but do not be surprised when Haywood Highsmith is the opening night starter for the Miami Heat. Don't be completely shocked. Highsmith is not gonna blow us away with efficiency, scoring, but yeah, eleven points, six rebounds, a steal, two assists. It's just the shooting that's a worry with him. But we've seen plenty of players have big improvements. He's someone to watch. He's twenty six as well, so he's you know, doesn't have he's younger than Caleb Martin, but he doesn't have huge growth to go, but he's never had an opportunity really like this before. Then there's Max Struess, who again, we want to see who wins out that starting spot, or the rotation role. And then Victor Oladipo, who is going late enough. 162 on Fantrax, 141 on Yahoo, 134 on ESPN. I thought he was okay in the playoffs. I think some of the, well, Victor Oladipo's back narrative from the playoffs is not quite true. His efficiency really hurts. He defends well, but part of the reason of his success a long time ago was insane steal and block numbers. I don't think he's getting those back. He's fine as a last-round guy. I'm not convinced that he's this top-80 upside sort of a player. And with so many guys around who can do a lot of things better than him, like shoot, like Struess and Robinson, that maybe that 30 minutes you're going to plug him in for. The hero, obviously, is better than him as well. I just don't know if that's quite there for all the But yeah, would I take him over Struis as a last pick? Yeah, I would. Over Highsmith? Probably. Over Martin? Not sure. I think Martin's path to a role... Feels a little bit a little bit more secure, perhaps. Let's look at the roster. This heat shows a, a quick one. Um Lowry we spoke about, Struce we spoke about, Butler we spoke about, and Martin we spoke about, but we haven't really spoken about Bam Adebayo. Bam 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 Bam. That's your projected starting five for me. Lowry, Struce, Butler, Martin Adebayo. although it could be hero instead of Struce. It could be Oladipo instead of Struess. It could be Jovic instead of Martin. It could be Yurtseven instead of Martin. It could be Highsmith instead of Martin. Bam was a bit disappointing last season, and I think we could have seen it coming. In fact, I sort of did see it coming. Because part of the appeal of Bam was the assist numbers, and with Kyle Lowry there, he wasn't going to get them, and he didn't. They fell way off. He's not a good shot-blocking guy. His steals are pretty good. But what he did do, which surprised me, was upped his usage quite a bit. So... While I was down on him last season, he finished 33rd. Probably a little bit higher on him this season than others. I thought he, he sort of figured it out towards the end of the year. His ADP is 23 on Yahoo, and that's that's maybe too high, but I actually don't have any problem with him at the end of round two. His Fantrax ADP is 30. Go a little bit earlier than that. His Yahoo or his ESPN ADP is 30. Go a little bit earlier than that. It's fine. For points leagues, he's probably about the same area, especially Yahoo points leagues. Yeah, there's some solid back-end second, start of third-round value there for Bam Adebayo. What about Tyler Hero? He was 61st last season. He played 33 minutes a night coming off the bench. I think that he does fit better coming off the bench because we have seen him in the past when he has to start next to Jimmy Butler that things tend to not go as well. This season, there is some talk that they'll put him into the starting lineup and I'm not not sure about that. There's also a full season of Max Strus, who was an afterthought earlier in the year. There is Victor Oladipo, who barely played—played played, what eight games or something—the in the regular season. So I don't think that Hero will do what he did last season. He's only 22, so he could actually improve possibly. I'm not—I'm not that sure on it. His backup point guard role—I think Gabe Binson will take a lot of that as well. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not as big on Hero. His ADP on fan tracks is 70, Yahoo's 75. I think I'm probably like a round lower than that in the 80s is more for me. But if I'm looking for scoring, it's hard to find at that point in the draft. And he provides it. And he was really efficient. He hit the free throws well. He started to evolve his game. I I don't remember who I had. I don't think I had him as sixth man of the year, but he obviously won it. I wonder... I don't know. I wonder if he's able to replicate what he did last season. I think he's made... At 70, it might be a little bit high for him. Oladipo, I've talked about already. I think some of his performances in the playoffs were overhyped somewhat. I'm not convinced that he's actually back. Dwayne Deadman, The Undertaker. He's the backup center. Unless something um, significantly changes, because last season, as soon as he came back from injury, straight back as the backup center, solid enough defender, he's not going to produce any fantasy value. He's 33, but they did just re-sign him. And there's Duncan Robinson, who I would expect is not in the rotation every night. Robinson was a guy that was always highly overrated in fantasy. He hit threes, and he didn't get turnovers, and people thought that made him like a top 70 player, um, which it doesn't. He was 239th last season. He's not draftable, and Yahoo's ADP is 139, which is insane. I probably should have put him in the bus, but I don't like to put anyone with an ADP outside the top 100 in the bus because sometimes it's worth taking a flyer, but it's not. It's not worth taking a flyer. And Duncan Robinson, at pick 139. I don't see why um, that would be useful. Omer um, Yetzivin agreed. He put up really good numbers when Bam and Deadman were both out last season. And then what? What happened when they both returned? We said, see you later, Omer yet Seven. He's quite slow. He can put up fantasy numbers. Points and rebounds, he can be really good. But if the coach doesn't believe you're good enough to be out there, then it doesn't actually matter. And yes, it is his second season, yet Seven. And maybe he's able to improve. I, I, he's 24. I don't think a year at 7 out of bio pairing works. Like He's less than a year younger than Bam. He's not particularly young. He can't really defend. He's not fast at all. He's just like a plotting... And he's like Ennis Cantor almost. So I wouldn't bother drafting him in most spots. He could surprise us, but we'll see. Just It's one to watch because if the minute's there, the numbers will follow. Gabe Vincent, become an elite streamer on games where Lowry's out. And he's a really low usage player. He's turned into a low usage player. Watch him play for Nigeria and he's just banging threes from everywhere. But he's a decent assist guy. Gets some good steals, good free throws. Solid enough on the games where Lowry is out, and that's really about it. Then there is Highsmith, who we've spoken about. There's Nikola Jovic, who I... Yeah, a lot of people thought he was a top 20 player. I, I didn't. Where the Heat picked him, I thought was okay, but I'm still not particularly high on him as a player. I'm not sure. I think he's more Luka Sharmanich than you know other good <laughs> European players. I'm not even sure he's as good as Wancho like Hernan Gomez, personally. So I'm not, the only reason you look at him, you go, well, okay, there's no one who can play power forward. I'm not really even sure he can. He is young. He just turned 19. There's potential maybe for him to shoot, but is that me just saying that because he's white? He can pass a little bit on the wing. I'm not I'm not convinced with Jovic as a player. There's Marcus Garrett and Darius Days, the two-way guys. Days put up good summer league numbers for San Antonio, and maybe he's a legitimate power forward on this team haven't really considered Darius Days as an option. I probably shouldn't consider him as an option, but maybe. He's a really strong rebounding player, a 10-10 guy in 27 minutes, Um, but the rest of his game lacks a little bit. But maybe we shouldn't completely ignore him. Then, of course, the other actual power forward in this roster is Eudonis Haslam, who's back for another season of um, private charter planes, um, good meals, camaraderie, and fights. <laughs> There's obviously no fantasy value in Eudonis Omer, Omer, uh, Haslam Florida legend and that will do it for me talking about the Miami Heat or will it because I didn't give you something to put in for the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl how old is Eudonis Haslam Eudonis Haslam is the same age as me he is 42 put that in the body of your email applying to get into the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl Eudonis Haslam is 42 like all legends are Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.